It's the Tim Cornwall Show with Joe Santorsa. Bringing you news from the front lines of the battle to restore the soul of America. And now, here's your host, Tim Cornwall. Hey there, and welcome to episode 725 of the Tim Cornwall Show for Sunday, December 17th, 2023. And that means we're getting close to uh, the Christmas time. And I'm joined on the show once again by my co-host, co-producer, and resident Photoshop expert, the one, the only, Joe... At minus three, how are you, Joe? I'm doing fine, Tim. I will be drowning later. Ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, you can tell us about that in a little bit. Joe at minus three at mcdn.party on the Mastodon. And Kathy Larkin from the left coast. How are you, Kathy? Oh, I'm I'm okay. I'm hanging in here waiting to find out if we're going to get drowned or we're just going to sit in the dark. Yes, and the Ed McMahon of the Informal Show. Hi-oh! 57. Waiters, wet around here. Yes, and from the left coast, also Justice Putnam. How are you, Justice? I'm doing fine, and it's great to be back. Thanks for having me. What's happening out Oregon Way? Well, we have a little bit of weather, not as much as what the Bay Area apparently is going to be getting, but we're expecting some rain later on. We've had ice fog, so Mm. that's been a bit of an issue. Visited with my grandson. He and his girlfriend stopped by uh, on their way to the Redwoods in a cabin in the woods. Oh, nice. So uh, got to visit with him. And uh, what else? Oh, just the normal, normal here in Southern Oregon with the uh, usual, well, right-wing Nazi suspects. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I uh, just because I said, hey, you know, it's truly, you know, I wouldn't say that the holiday season begins after Hanukkah, but, you know, since we've had Hanukkah and whatnot, you know, we've been in the holiday season. So I posted on the uh, Rogue River uh, Town Facebook page a full album of the Christmas Eve and other stories by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Mm Mm-hmm. And they were all upset because I'm pushing trans people on them. Oh, oh my God. Are people that stupid? <laughs> oh, stupid. That's like, what was that I read? I saw what the thing. You, you hate Christmas. I'm on, dude. Did you see, did you see <laughs> yes. was it in um, Poland or somewhere? This one right wing nutbag politician yeah. put out took the Took a man- fire extinguisher. Took a fire right? extinguisher to put out a menorah. Yes. Jerk. I'm like, a Jesus. Menorah. That was pretty sick. He got actually, uh, uh, I don't know if they arrested him. They arrested the guy that uh, destroyed the uh, Satan structure at some state house. Oh, that was in Iowa. I yeah. think they arrested yeah. the guy that did the menorah thing, too. They, I, I, th- I, th- no, I almost think that they did give him some sort of yeah. more than a sanction. So, But, uh, right. yeah, the other electeds there were not happy with that guy. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I just it just kind of cracks me up how people have such well two things as i've gotten older i'm realizing that a lot of people my age are really badly educated and we had free education what the hell happened yeah seriously (laughs) seriously i couldn't believe it you know trans-siberian orchestra they've never heard of that before that's the other thing i mean that's some of the greatest christmas shows that you can uh attend i would i would suggest it so. Yeah. Well, can you imagine if they came and performed in your town? 
<laughs> They'd be out marching oh, yeah, in the street. Yeah, well, we have a bridge. You know, when we, we had a one of those uh, conspiracy theories that busloads of Antifa were going to come into Rogue River and, I don't know, make everybody commie or something. And literally dozens of guys armed went to the bridge to prevent that from happening. Sort of like... It reminded me of uh, what happened in that uh, bridge in uh, during Katrina in New Orleans and that rich enclave where they shot people who were trying to find refuge. Oh, so I'm like, okay, well, but um, but I will say that other people sort of mocked the ones that like thought it was for trans people. I like Jesus, Jesus. as if that would be bad anyway. I don't right? get it. You know? I know, right? That's crazy. But, but nonetheless, uh, all that stated, you can find me on Netroots Radio five mornings a week uh, for West Coast Cookbook and Speakeasy, which is my salon and show. Also on social media, mostly at Justice Putnam everywhere and also on Daily Coast. All right. Thank you, Justice. Always good to have you back. And Francie, what's happening in Delaware Way? Um, we're waiting for that nor'easter. Yeah. <laughs> Good the wind and the rain, and it's going to come up to you after. Uh, other than that, it's been, you know, quiet, thank goodness. Mm, that's good. Um, happy to be here. Looking forward to some laughing, please, Joe, clown car. Yes. Yeah. yeah, um, I'm on, uh, Social media intermittently, you know, the, the, the things, um, duh. I don't know, you know where I am. I don't know where I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Instagram and threads and Mastodon and I don't know all the other ones, but I'm not on there that much. I post my pictures. That's about it. And I watch, um, animal and baby videos. Yes. And <laughs> like, cause the news is just too much as you know it's too much and you know what else you watch yeah. Francie is Fanguli oh yes <laughs> Fanguli yeah of course yes somebody should do a, a, a podcast about that that'd be fun <laughs> yeah we hey, had a, Kenny <laughs> we had a really good one last night uh the night yeah Walker. that was a interesting one Barbara too. Stanwyck yeah Barbara Stanwyck oh wow that was yeah great. That and was, Robert Taylor mm. that was a good movie man I mean normally most of them are stinkers <laughs> Yeah, no, that, yeah, was, right. that was um, very intriguing. Yeah, that was really yeah. good. And thanks for having me. I appreciate being here. Thank it you. It cheers me up immensely. Well, you thank always you. cheer us up too, Francie. So. Aw, <laughs> so you thank kidder, you. you. <laughs> Francie57 on, on all the social medias. And yeah. uh, Kathy, what's happening? San Jose way. Same old, same old. Usual uh, stuff going on and... Uh, what did I, I read something. I can't remember. Oh, I, I, you know, my state can be, we're so extremely different from Southern California that it blows me away. But people, there was somebody that went to uh, the Salton Sea. You know what the Salton Sea is, right? Yeah. It was a man-made yeah, it's, lake. It's now, it's now a toxic waste dump. Well, no, it's a it's a lithium mine is what it is. Yeah, because well, that's exactly what they're turning it into. But some of the dust has been causing respiratory problems as the sea right. evaporates more and more. So, well, they're letting it evaporate down to nothing now because yep. they want to mine it, and yep. that's okay. You know, I think that they should use it for what it's worth. You know, if that's our source of lithium in the cotton picking states, let's do it and get those lithium batteries out so that we can. 
stop using petroleum products. Mm, yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, so anyway, but yeah, they're, they're going, well, they're letting the salt and sea go away. They're letting it. There's no water in California. Well, we do have water, lots of water, but that's because it rained last year and hopefully it does again this year. Yeah. And the only reason but, the Salton Sea exists is because of a breach from the uh, Sea of Cortez, you know, the ocean between right. the Isthmus of Baja and the mainland of Mexico. And not very long ago, only like about four or five hundred years ago, there was a breach and let all this water in. And uh, so it wasn't supposed to be there anyway. Right. And, and then they try to make a resort out of it. You know, and my my parents' generation used it because I remember my mom used to, she mentioned it a few times. And then, you know, there was no more talk about it because I guess it became kind of a toxic place. <laughs> but apparently Sonny Bono was attached to that cotton picking thing. Hmm. He didn't live very far away. Yeah. Palm Springs isn't very far away. Right. Palm, Palm Springs throw. is right there. Yeah. Down in the desert. Yep. So. But it's desert out that way, and, you know, we have, I'm closer to forests. You know, I'm surrounded in the this valley. It's, you know, hills and, and redwood trees and, and, you know, some beautiful places. Yeah, indeed. So uh, it's just very different. But anyway, I, I, I think we're, we're still hanging in there. Uh, you know, the gas prices have gone down, which is nice. I saw that, And yeah. that's, a, that's a lot. That's saying a lot for California. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I noticed when I went to Costco that our gas prices have dropped like about seventy five cents a gallon. We're, we're yeah. like two ninety three here. Yeah, I was yeah, we were up to six I'm bucks. Yeah, in my area now we're down in the four dollar four fifty fifty nine. Right, we're below three bucks. Yeah, that's that's good. That for California emissions, that's excellent. Mm. You know, oh, so. Well, thank you, Kathy. But, Always glad to have you. Yeah, and I'm on the, the same old places that I'm always on, and let's remember to never forget is my main concentration. Mm. But I'm on all the other places, too. So if you want to talk to me, you can talk to me in any of them, I suppose. I'll get yeah. back to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, Kathy. And Joe, what's happening up Scranton Way? You ready for Christmas? Ready for Christmas? Ready for an arc? <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to get four inches of rain tonight, wow. tomorrow. Ooh. Yeah. That's a lot of rain. Yeah. Yes, it is. Row, row, your, row your boat. Your, your backyard's going to be a snow. Your backyard's going to be a bog pit. Well, yeah. yeah, but you know, it's been that all summer. It's been <laughs> a rainy summer. Oh. In fact, uh, the guy couldn't a couple times couldn't even cut my lawn. Once he lost his tractor back there, he had to get a <laughs> another tractor to get it out of there. Oh wow. So yeah, it gets kind of soggy back there. Well, oh, you know. doggies are going to have a good time, though. Well, one of the doggies is not talking to me. Oh. Because, <laughs> no, 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 PJ, because uh, we gave them baths yesterday, and uh, Sharky takes uh -oh. it pretty well, but uh, PJ gets pissed off. <laughs> and, and for a whole day, he won't, he won't uh, play with me. He won't come to me. He just walks away from me. Oh. Yeah, he's very geez. temperamental. Silent treatment. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah! Wow! Yeah. And now, now yeah. he's back. He's back to normal now. But he that's was what he gets for, for being hairy. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, you should, see our, you should see our garage after we blow dry them. <laughs> I can imagine. 
yeah, it looks like it looks like we sheared some some sheep. Well, you, your your wife showed me the the hairball that you guys had after brushing. Oh, that's just a brushing. You should see after a bath. Oh lord, we have this special dryer. It blows oh. uh, at about three hundred miles an hour. <laughs> oh, you know, and it blows out all the gnats and it blows out all, but. The fur in the garage is unbelievable. Oh my wow. goodness! Yeah, make a coat. <laughs> really? Yeah, well, you can't. Well, you know, we find birds' nests with their furs in the nest. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt it. I'm sure they. Oh are. yeah. Birds pick up the fur and use it for nesting. Yeah, sure. good fluff. Yeah. So well, you know, so we're looking for rain and a tiny touch of snow at the end, and then it's going to get colder here. Uh, I had my last checkup with my eye doctor after a surgery, and uh, I have 20-20 vision in both eyes. Excellent. Yay! Yay. I'm ready to go Yay. have mine done. First time Good. since I'm 10 years old wow, that I've really... to wear glasses. Well, there's your it's Christmas kinda... present there, Joe. <laughs> huh? There's your Christmas there you present go. you can oh, see. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And the brightness after having cataracts. Oh, my God. Yeah. Unbelievable. There's only one little glitch uh, that I never knew of, but it didn't happen to me. But they said it could happen within four months. Is uh, the capsule that your lens sits in mm-hmm. yeah. could be, become opaque yeah. as huh. a result of the surgery, and then you have the same thing. You have a secondary cataract. Oh, oh. Well, this one's easy to fix because they have a thing called a YAG laser. Huh. Right. And my doctor is very proud to say that they had theirs a day before Will's eye got theirs. <laughs> wow. But they've had four iterations of it. And all they do is take you into the surgery area and just zap it with the laser and it pokes a hole in it. <laughs> and that's wow. it. Yeah, five minutes and that's it. And peel that puppy away. Do, it ha- do you have... They, do you, they just leave it there. They just poke a hole in it. So like, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a real simple thing. Hey. Happens to 30%, he said, of, of cataract surgeries. 30%. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, but, I haven't followed the advancement in cataract surgery uh, from when my mom had hers a while ago. Um, uh, one of the things they said that might happen, and it did, is that her <laughs> night driving might be impacted because the light would come in and kind of refract and she wouldn't be able. D- have they perfected that? Do you have any problems driving at night or dealing it's with lights at night? No, it's glorious. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. No, they, they did steer me away from the, you know, you could have a multifocal lens. Mm-hmm. It has three focal points. Mm. Uh, you have to pay extra for those. Uh but that's so you can see far and near without glasses. But you can't really see great. Maybe you'll have right. 20, 40 vision far. And maybe you could read some print close. But that causes halos. Mm. Because oh, right. of the multifocal. Oh. Okay. Because you got three focal points. So you have three focal lenses hitting the light. Oh. So he said don't do that <laughs> he yeah. said not, not worth the $2,400 a night not worth it right and uh just go with the he said most people are satisfied with 2020 vision and then we're cheaters mm. and yeah. that's what i do and it's Thank great you. great so far wonderful and, that's uh, great yeah it's the best christmas present at all <laughs> right by, by cheaters you mean yes. the, the store-bought readers sure yeah yeah he said don't yeah. even waste a lot of money on 
on that stuff because I mean they gave me the option of getting the multifocal lens uh, and they have another one now he said it's promising but he still wouldn't like it is a it's a depth of focal lens it has different focal areas but it's not a layered kind of lens so it doesn't give you that halo mm. but he said I don't he said really you don't need it don't waste your money <laughs> you'll be right. happy and it was it was great well, second one uh, they had to put a band-aid on my eye hmm. they put a, a band-aid well it's it's called it's a contact lens and I'm used to wearing them so it didn't bother me but they put a contact lens on your eye if there's a little bit of a scratch or something left and uh, yeah. <sighs> but I, I almost took it out because it was more aggravation than it was worth <laughs> right. and they told me if, if it falls out leave it out and, uh, right, right, right. It was, Ew. it was fine, you know. Oh, want so everything went great, you know. Like <laughs> if you if you have cataracts, don't delay. <laughs> You'll. I know it's not worth it. No, no. Better to get it done. Oh yeah, yeah. I, and like I've I said, them, I, but mine are not any. They're not surgical. That's what they told me. They're not surgical yet. Well, you know what it is. It's insurance. Oh, I'm they, sure they, it is. They ask you a bunch of questions before when you go in for your. Uh, pre-testing, and they're all insurance questions. Like, do you, could you drive at night? Do you see do you see halos at night? Blah 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 blah. Oh. And that's what, that's. Yeah. But he told me that he has people who are fifty years old who don't have cataracts have their lens removed, and a new lens put in just so they don't have to wear glasses. He said that I would not recommend. Right? <laughs> no. No. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> Oh, leave my eyes alone. Yeah, yeah but, I don't uh, want anybody messing with them. If Joe, I hey, Joe, when I was bartending yeah. and waiting tables, I made more money in tips when I wore glasses than when I didn't. Oh, so there, there you go. go. <laughs> there you go. I, I, I did a little study, and it was amazing. Really? I just, I just like, reeked in the, uh, raked in the uh, tips when I wore the glasses, and I guess I looked too tough or harsh or something. <laughs> I just, really? That was kind of funny. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Maybe they thought you were a struggling student because you had could be. <clears throat> could yeah, could be. You know? yeah. Well, in in France, I used to be uh, mistaken for a hell's angel because I looked kind of big and rough. Big and rough. But yeah. uh, then when I put on the glasses, it's like Clark Kent or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, a- my my biggest son that's <laughs> about six five, six four, something like that. He wore glasses for a long time, and. Actually, I thought he looked pretty good with them. Yeah, well, we but, got all kind know, of sidetracked he, he didn't look here. Look as rough and tough. <laughs> I <laughs> cried. I cried when I was ten years old. That I had to wear glasses. <laughs> well, Joe, tell people uh, the playground was tough enough, you know. Well, Joe, yeah. yeah. Joe, tell people where oh, they can gosh, check you out. Yeah. <laughs> well, they can check me out on Facebook and on Mastodon and on WordPress, jsantorsa.wordpress.com, and like I said, on an arc. But I'll only have a pair of collies. That's ah, it. That's all I want. To that's all you want. There you, <laughs> there you go. By the way, I saw someone post on Facebook. They said, uh, why did I Adam and Eve have belly buttons? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, <True>. Okay. <laughs> Makes you think. Oh, so <laughs> but uh, anyway, Tim Cormall on everything except the uh, X Twitter, whatever it is now. And uh, I see, I see people are bailing. More and more people are bailing out of there. So well, it's just getting—it's ridiculous. You don't even know what they're talking about anymore. Yeah, but uh, oh, and and I love that the uh, the right wing 
head exploded with the dancers at the White House. <laughs> oh my God! Jesus. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that's my my follow. Well, at least the trees didn't look like tampons. Right, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, and we didn't also, have... We, it's, it's like, did, did these people never see a Christmas uh, uh, performance by Ice Capades? I mean, come on. Right? <laughs> it was the same sort of costume that you would see at Ice Capades. But, oh, but they have to, they have to exploit it. Well, there's it. very you know, few... LGBTQ. There's very, there's very oh. few black people also in Ice Capades. So well, right. And this oh. one has right, got right, right. mostly black people. Here in Scranton, we have the Trans-Siberian Railroad here. <laughs> yeah. Giving a concert. And if you've ever been to one of their concerts. <laughs> yeah, at the library. Oh, my God. The, the fireworks, <laughs> the lasers. Uh, the Oh, wow. It's, they're amazing, though. They are amazing. Yeah, they are really amazing. But they're live now at the uh, Kirby Center in Wilkes-Barre. There you Yay! go. Hey, they were just down in, I saw they were down in South Carolina, too. As I saw Big Fatty went to see them. Uh, he mentioned on his podcast, too. And uh, But, yeah, so uh, just as you said, uh, Justice, beware of those trans in your neighborhood. <laughs> oh, yeah. My gosh. yeah. It figures out of the, out of the, the the hills or the river of of Oregon or or Northern California because they've got them there too. <laughs> they come a running and going oh, right. you know, trans oh scary scary stuff. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. So anyway, you can follow me on the um, Mastodon Tim Cornwall at Mastodon.social, as well as on the Spoutable, the Threads, the Facebook Tim Cornwall all but and uh, except for nope no Twitter. So. Uh, so yeah, I, but I've been seeing people posting. They're bailing. They're bailing left and right. So, oh, Elon's gonna gonna be in the poorhouse. You think? <laughs> Let's hope. Oh, it's gonna take a little bit, but he's always got that platinum mind. Remember. Mm, right, <laughs> there you go. There Emeralds. You go. So let's do the follow me. Follow me on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Pinterest. Follow me on Twitch. Follow me on MySpace. What the hell is MySpace? Follow me on Musically. Follow me on Reddit. Follow me on the sidewalk. Follow me on the road. Follow me on WhatsApp. Follow me on Daily Motion. Follow, 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 follow. Hey, Francie, who are you going with this week? Um, social media friends of the week is Do You Remember? Uh, down slash IG, ThreadsNet. It's um a nostalgia. Vintage photos, movies, TV thing. I like them. They they're sh- sharing a lot of vintage uh, holiday stuff, like what Christmas looked like in the fifties. You know, the Christmas uh, TV shows, commercials, and stuff. Yeah, I picked that. I picked something fun. Yes. Do you remember underscore IG on the threads? And I I love uh, on the Instagram, Francie. I like the Pop Trash Museum. <laughs> oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. another one of my faves. I've been posting some of their stuff on. Uh, on Facebook, but uh, yes, good stuff. Oh, love it, love it, love Fun. it, love it. We had the solid gold 1985 Christmas special, <laughs> yeah, oh. this week. Yes, all right. Do you remember underscore IG on threads? And we'll go to Kathy. Well, looks like I'm following the rude pundit this week because he uh focused on uh the, the White House and their decorations. And then he had a compare contrast of the what you know the dancers on top, and then on the bottom they have the 
the human tampon herself. <laughs> the fucking Christmas? Melania Trump. Melania's fucking Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I'm still convinced no. her Christmas decorations were Russian psyops. Right. <laughs> oh, probably. Uh-huh. Yeah, probably underneath those trees. You know, I don't know if it was the red ones or the white ones or what. Uh, you know, right. but she's wearing a white dress and it makes her look, you know, tamponish. <laughs> All right. <laughs> she, she had the Bolshoi uh, dancing the Nutcracker and like she was like on the first two steps of the, I, I don't know if it's coming down from the residence or what. But she stood there while uh, half a dozen ballerinas uh, and a couple of ballet guys. What do you call a ballet guy? Um, dance the Nutcracker for her. A male dancer. Just, <laughs> male dancer. <laughs> Ballet dancer. Okay, at Root Pundit but, on the threads. Yeah, Root Pundit is he's funny. He is funny. Yes. And also good. on the Stephanie Miller show on Mondays. Yeah. Right uh, on Stephanie. Yeah. yeah, and we'll go to Justice. My social media friend of the week is Howard. And you can find him on most everywhere at Howard A at Law. And uh, though he posts mostly on Twitter, he's I'm gave the address for Spotable for those of you who, you know don't want to go to Twitter, and I don't blame you. He doesn't post very much on Mastodon, but he's there as well. Um, he is the author of Goodnight Loon, Poems and Parodies to Survive Trump, and uh-huh. Goodnight Loon too. And Howard is an author, an attorney, a pianist, a parodist. He says that lyrics are his and typos are series. And that's how I would put it. His... Uh, uh, Original compositions and covers on the piano are quite stunning. Uh, more of a classical pianist. He'll do he'll do Beethoven and Chopin, and it's really quite lovely. And he posts those quite a bit. And uh, he also has been punching a lot of Nazis. Ah, there you so go. So <laughs> I told him you got some friends, and we're punching them too. So if you want to punch a Nazi, uh, follow Howard A. at Law, and and you'll find him. They'll be right there. All right, Howard A. at Law on the Spoutable. All these links are in the show notes. Joe, who are you going with this week? Well, they don't have a social media presence, but they certainly are what I would call <clears throat> my heroes of the week. Can we do that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My heroes of the week is the jury and the Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because uh, 150 million. I know he doesn't have 150 million, but that's, everything that's he point. everything he earns, everything any book he writes, if he ever sells that stupid apartment of his, whatever he does, they'll follow him for the rest of his. Yeah. Natural days, which I hope Yay. not yes. many. Right? Yes. Good. May yes. he rot in yep. hell. Yep. Broke. Right. Yes. <laughs> On a handbound. In a hand what hand. I liked is that his lawyer told the jury that, you know, 40 some million would be like a financial death sentence to him. So they added 100 more million. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, like giving him five death sentences. There <laughs> <laughs> he goes. Oh, he's getting That's executed right. over forty-four million. Let's treble that. Well, and here, here's the thing that that, that really yeah. gets me too is, is you know the whole reason 
he lost his case to the way he did is because he refused to participate in the freaking trial, right? He wouldn't yeah, dis- yeah, he wouldn't yeah. participate in discovery. He wouldn't he wouldn't answer the questions. He, you know, he wouldn't he was they, they asked him for in, information about how much money he had, his 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 income, everything. He he completely refused to provide any information to the court. And so that's why the judge summarily found him guilty. Of de- and defamation, all, and I got to tell you, on appeal, uh, more than likely the amount will come down. Well, but he's if, still going to be paying a considerable amount. Well, you know and, what? Even uh, if he does appeal, and, and his, not, his, not taking part in discovery or any of the process is a strike against him. He's not going to win on appeal, except maybe have the total sum brought down a few mil. I don't even think that's going to happen. I, I would be surprised if the appeals court even takes the case because he didn't participate. Yep. They may just exactly. say, "Sorry, you made your bed, man." Yeah. Well, you know, all I can say, I, I mean, I said this earlier this week when they when they we found out that they won. Uh, I was thinking about moving on up, you know, the TV show. Oh, yeah. Jefferson's. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, good moving for them. I, I am so happy yep. that they got something. Those yeah. poor ladies have just been through hell. Yes. And and what I, what my favorite part was when they were given their pre- press conference was Ruby Freeman when she said, I'm Lady Ruby. <laughs> yes. And she said, she said, Rudy Giuliani is not the only one who defamed us, but that's a fight for another day. That's right. Which yep. means, look Here out. Here they come. Look out, Donald. Look yep. out. You thought it was hold over. On to, hold on to your knickers. But Sorry. also it's the henchmen that came to their doors. Yeah. And people mm-hmm. with the Klieg lights in the middle of the night. It's not right. just, you know, going after, you know, Trump and Chesborough and and who else. But, you know, some foot soldiers are going to be, uh, I, if I was her lawyer, I'd say, I think you probably can get more money out of them right away. Mm, yes. So right. I'm just saying that I think that that's part of the legal strategy, too. So right. when she said that's for another day. Well, I have um, well, I yeah. saw this. I saw this this morning. I'll just put it in here, even though it's not my social media from the week. But I, I saw this this morning. Four Seasons Total Landscaping on Twitter said, "Hey, Rudy Giuliani, looking at our books, we notice you still owe us for the rental of electron yard fees and hors d'oeuvres for all the networks. <laughs> Hope this isn't a bad time. <laughs> Yours, etc." <cetera. laughs> <laughs> oh. Four Seasons Total Landscaping. So. Yeah, the, the 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 porno club and the the. Uh, What's the other dildo, one? Yeah, the dildo. Oh, the crematorium. The crematorium and the dildo and the shop. Yeah, club. so, right. So, anyway. They'll be coming. All right. <laughs> so, so I'll just put in here jury and the Rudy Giuliani trial. <laughs> and I'm going with Jared Moskowitz this week uh, because he, he did a little trolling <laughs> for James Comer. <laughs> so, uh, he says, uh, well, he is the... Uh, Congressman from the Florida 23rd District. And he said, my, my dear friend James Comer had a tough year um, filled with failed hearings after failed hearings. But in spirit of Hanukkah, I wanted to give him some words of encouragement from a Jewish Jewish <laughs> colleagues of ours. Hey James, just wanted to stop by to congratulate you for being the largest landowner in your county with your brother through all your LLCs. <laughs> I think it's amazing that you share a passion for Smurfs and the Pink Panther. And look, congrats on your promotion. I hope that the struggles of this year's don't transfer to next year and that you slay and kill it. I want to wish you, James, 
a very happy Hanukkah. Bye. <laughs> yes, George Santos. <laughs> oh. He paid George Santos to do a cameo for James Cameron. Oh, my God. <laughs> he says he's making more money doing these cameos than his uh, congressional salary. Well, that's because Jimmy Kimmel's paying him. Jimmy Kimmel's paying him left and right. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Kimmel started it. <laughs> Oh, wow, wow. Well, he's on vacation, I think, for the holidays. Yeah. Well, I saw it when, when uh, he, he didn't realize, <coughs> George Santos didn't realize that Jimmy Kimmel was the one sending him those cameos. Right. And now that, all of a sudden he's hysterical. trying to claim he wants $20,000. He's like, no, dude, but he paid you. <laughs> <laughs> he paid you, man. <laughs> so, uh. oh, God, what a joke. What a joke. Anyway, so, uh, Kathy, I know you're going to yeah. enjoy this, Francie. But uh, Mika Brzezinski went off on on Ken Paxton on Morning Joe, and this rant is awesome. This is an unsettling and all too common story. Once again, an aging white man faces indictments, is accused of covering up an affair, faced impeachment, and still his wrecking ball use of political power continues with brutal consequences on the lives of women. It sounds familiar. I'm actually not talking about Donald Trump. This time, it's another far-right Republican who considers it a compliment to be called Trumpy. After all, this man, according to Reuters, tried to sue Joe Biden over 50 times on issues including immigration and gun rights and a ton of other garbage. I'm talking, of course, about Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Paxton... Oh is so desperate to mimic Trump, so desperate for Trump's support that he led a lawsuit in 2020 to challenge the results of that year's election in Trump's favor. The Supreme Court, of course, quickly threw that out. But that's how desperate he is. The man is so desperate to mimic Trump that he behaves in a cruel, brutal fashion and won't back down until a ill woman is physically and emotionally destroyed. That woman, Kate Cox, and her health is in danger because of Ken Paxton, who is using laws against abortion, thank you Donald Trump, Leonard Leo, and many others, to make sure her suffering is the most it can be. We gotta wake up. Mm -hmm. We need to wake the hell up. This country has lost so much already. Women have lost so much. Whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, a man or a woman, please look at the face of this moment in time. Kate Cox could be your daughter, your sister, your wife, you. Kate Cox is 31 and needs an abortion. Her physical and emotional well-being is in peril. Her developing fetus has trisomy 18, a rare chromosomal disorder that's likely to cause stillbirth. That's where she gives birth to a dead baby. Or her baby will barely survive the birth and then will die shortly after. She will watch her newborn, Kate Will, suffer, gasp for air, and then die. There are also other risks. That's the reason she needs an abortion uh, of bringing this pregnancy to term, including making it impossible for Kate to ever have a baby again. 
and to sterilize her. Kate needs that abortion now to protect her own health, too. She's been to the ER four times for severe cramps, leaking fluid, and elevated vital signs, according to her lawyer. And then, of course, there is the mental anguish. We're going through the loss of a, of a child. There's no outcome here that I take home my healthy baby girl, you know, so um, it's hard, you know. So why isn't this woman in the OR right now getting the life-saving health care she needs? Because the Texas Attorney General, not a doctor, not a scientist, an aging white far-right Republican male, believes right. he knows what should happen with Kate's body. He would prefer that she carry her non-viable fetus to term. Consequences be damned. That's Ken's choice. Ken has choices. Kate does not. Ken is choosing to block Kate's health care once again by threatening legal action against any doctor who performs Kate's life-saving abortion. Legal action against the hospital where the procedure happens, he wants to do that as well. So for Kate, a desperate mother in need of health care, the reason her body may lose its ability to have more children, the reason her young children have a sick, suffering mother, the reason her very life may be absolutely shattered and in danger, is because Ken Paxton is driving home the reality that we all must face. That's right. That because Trump and his cronies were able to destroy Roe, something he loves to brag about, we have no rights to protect ourselves in a situation like this. I think forcing me to continue the pregnancy and the pain and suffering put me through the risks of continuing the pregnancy, the risk of childbirth again, especially given how my last two went. I, I think it's cruel. Yep. We have no right to save ourselves from suffering. Our daughters are growing up in a world where they will be scared to get pregnant. They will fear that people like Ken Paxton will have more of a say in their health care decisions than their doctors. They will fear that they will suffer or even die when attempting to bring a life into this world. This isn't a fear we have about something that might happen. Let's all freak out about what might happen. No, this is where we are right now. And this Monday morning, I pray for Kate Cox and the many other women who will inevitably be in the same situation. I'm also praying that we all step up you may be a Republican. You may have voted for Trump thinking this all isn't so bad. It's worse. Mm -hmm. Wake up. Yes, it is. And consider voting with Kate in mind in the next presidential election. The choices may not be perfect. They may be far from perfect. I get that. What we're trying to save, though, is the ability to have choices and options in this country and to make those choices in a country that is a democracy. Amen. Amen. I got to give her the applause. You know, uh, the complication that they're worried about with, with Kate Cox mm -hmm. is uterine rupture. 
mm. uh, from from going into labor. Yeah, Obviously, no she census. had problems. Obviously, she had problems uh, during her other C-sections. So, um, you know, she's risking her life. Yeah. And I, you know, my heart goes out to her family. It just, and to everybody else's family that has to go through this bullshit. Because all we want is to mind our business and to keep everybody else out of our business. Yeah. You know, women deserve at least that much. Also, I kind of take exception saying that they're trying to be like Trump. They're, this is who they are. That's right. who they are. They're this is who they people. were. This is who they were yeah. before Trump, and this yep. is who they are now. That's right. Now, now, Trump may have given the vast population uh, permission to be yeah. the most vile people they can be. Yeah. But these guys like uh, Paxton, this is who they are. Yeah, yep. they were always vile. Yeah, and then they, and then they, and then and like just like uh, what's his name, the governor, you know, they show yeah. up. Uh, they show up in church on Sunday, you know, pretending like they're these great Christians, and then they go out and they do this shit the rest right. of the week. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. it's, it's just, just baloney. It's just it's just yeah. awful. And I, you know, they're a bunch of hypocrites. I was in a a, a a Zoom call the other day, and this one woman was talking about. Uh, she was in the room when when one of the babies with this this condition that that Kate Holmes' fetus has, um, that they say you know they either die before they're born and they're stillborn or they they die shortly after being born, but she said the poor baby was born with no vocal cords, oh. and as oh, the baby yeah. as the baby tried to cry, all that came out was air, oh. and they had to watch Just, the baby die. Yes, oh. it's hideous. It's it was very awful. horrible. It's a bad, there's, there's a couple of them, uh, the trisomies, there's a couple of them yeah. that are really bad. Oh, um, yeah, just even awful. down syndrome is a trisomy, but it's a different number. Yeah. Uh, these are, these are our fatal conditions for these babies. Cruel. Yeah. Yeah. It is cruel. It's just, but this know, is what she's the, saying. When you go to vote, vote for Kate. Yeah. Vote for because Kate. What, vote for the, the faceless, nameless people out there also that are going through something similar. Yeah. I mean, vote for, I mean, all these people are complaining about Joe Biden and all of the whole Israel thing. I'm like, well, what you're going to vote for the guy that, that, that is going to reinstitute the Muslim ban. That's right. <laughs> you know, I mean, really? It's Russian psyops. Mm, I keep telling you. Yeah. It's crazy. But, uh, Anyway, but the uh, on a better news this week, we saw uh, Jack Smith. <laughs> he appealed directly to SCOTUS. Yeah, and just reading through the filing that just came in um, this afternoon, the special counsel is arguing uh, nothing could be more vital to our democracy than that a president who abuses the electoral system to remain in office is held accountable for criminal conduct. I know this is just coming out, Kristen, but are you hearing anything from the Trump campaign? They haven't responded yet, but I do think that we should pay attention to, as Elliot said, looking at the timeline and that's really what it is about for the Trump people as well. When I talk to them about when this is going, when this trial is going to happen, they do believe that the March trial is going to happen before the election, that of course being the special counsel's investigation into his overturning or attempting to overturn the 2020 election. But they do still think there is some wiggle room because of the fact that this was going to the appeals court, because of the fact that they believe that they can delay it. I mean, they are going to try and do every single thing they possibly can 
to push this past the election because they think that Donald Trump can win the election and he's not sitting in trial every single day. So that is very interesting in this to me, the fact that they have clearly kind of called them on their game and said, okay, you're waiting here, you push this to the appeals court, now we're just going to get it over with. So that takes one element out. One of the things that actually Trump and his team were relying on, having this be a lengthy process. And there's a little yeah. bit of gamesmanship there because the Trump team could have appealed to the, you know, the, a three-judge panel of the Court of Appeals if they didn't get a decision they liked there, they could have then appealed it to the full Court of Appeals, and then if they didn't like the decision there, they could have then taken it to the Supreme Court. Even under the best of circumstances um, for the Trump team, that could have taken months. And I think, like you said, it's calling the bluff. Yeah. Now, again, the Supreme Court doesn't have to right. agree to it, um, as we know, but this was a very aggressive step by, by the prosecutors to move yeah. this case along. It's huge, because really the Trump legal strategy boils down to delay, delay, delay. And there mm -hmm. was a hope that this constitutional question, which has never been decided before would take a little while to get through the appellate process, possibly even go on bank, then go to the Supreme Court, and they hope that it could at least delay this trial, which has a ripple effect on other criminal trials, until after the election. So it's clear the special counsel is like, nope, we're going to try this option. This is aggressive. This is the first time they've gone to the Supreme Court. Now the question is whether the Supreme Court wants to do this, uh, if they want to completely reject the request or meet them halfway, and maybe just say to the appellate court, look, we all know time is of the essence here. There is a public interest. Let's let's, let's move it, it along. Let's right. not sit on this one for a year. That's right. Uh, Jack Smith kind of threw the bomb. <laughs> yeah. He's putting SCOTUS on the spot, too, at least the MAGA SCOTUS. Well, and of course, then Donald Trump is freaking out <laughs> because because he wants he his whole plan was to delay. He was going to try to use yep. this whole thing to delay until after next year's election, it'll delay and delay, delay, delay. But right. Jack Smith just just played his played his cards, man, and uh, and it took a took a big jump. And all the legal analysts are saying that they don't believe that the Supreme Court will rule in his favor, because if they do, it sets the precedent that any president can commit any crime he wants and never be held accountable for anything. It's a it's a complete it's it's a unitary executive on steroids. And I will say, if they if they are true, which they're not, they don't have any principles. They don't have any adherence to precedent, even by their own standards. When they say, "Oh well, we can only judge laws today by what the language meant in the day that it was uttered," and I got to tell you, I've done some research, and the meaning of the divine right of kings means the same then as it does now. Right. So when our founder said we do not believe in the divine right of kings and and Trump is arguing I have the divine right of kings. Right. Bullshit. Is the SCOTUS really going to yeah. rule in that? I, I it just if they do that's well, between those, that's that is the enabling axe. Well, well if they Alito do, and Thomas if they do, um you, you know, uh Biden has uh about 13 more months you, to go. Right. There you go. Right. Well, and the other and, thing is... Um, maybe there won't be an election. Well, and the other thing right. is, is that you really think that they're going to give the president the power to override the Supreme Court? <laughs> they're going to give right. up their own power? <laughs> because that's right. essentially what they'd be doing. Right. Because it could, it would give the president the authority to say, oh, I don't agree with the Supreme Court's ruling, so we're just going to ignore it, and there's nothing you can do to me because you voted that I'm above the law. Right. You know, right. that's not going to happen. They're not going to go for that. <laughs> and then he'll murder Melania. Right. Oh. Yeah. Well, oh. or it might be the other way around. <laughs> I, I don't know. 
Melania's got some uh, friends in high places at the uh, Kremlin. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> there you go. Right oh, there. oh <laughs> yes. You'll notice that. Oh, he does go to uh, floors above five stories. So, well, <laughs> he might not anymore. Well, and then, uh, and then uh, in the uh, New York court this week, uh, Mr. Trump was supposed to testify in his New York trial today. He announced last night that he was not going was to. Monday, Do you think yeah. his team has decided to switch its focus elsewhere? Given that he's already partially lost that case, it doesn't look like it's going to end up with a, a good result for him. To be honest, I was bullish, and I said last week on CNN, I didn't think he actually would testify. I think it was him, you know, being just kind of bloviating and saying that he would show up trying to appear tough. And then I think, as often happens, his lawyers around him uh, said that this is not a good idea. He could end up hurting himself anyway. And, of course, there was already the summary judgment in this case, so there's a sense of where this is going. But I think it was most likely that people around him said it will do you more harm than good. Ellie, how do you think Judge Engeron is ultimately going to rule in, in that New York case? Well, he's already tipped his hand because he already ruled against Trump on one of the seven causes of action before the trial started. I think he's going to find against Trump on many or all of the remaining counts. He's shown no interest, no buying into Donald Trump's defenses. And then the big question is, what's the penalty? How much money, how much of the $250 million that the attorney general is seeking? And most importantly, will the judge revoke Donald Trump's business certificates? I think that this judge is going to drop the hammer on Donald Trump and then he will get to appeal. Right. But we should remind everybody there's no uh, criminal uh, jail right. penalty, prison penalty uh, with that case. Uh, Alyssa, Farrah Griffin, Elionic, thanks to both of you. All right. So I'd still say. I'm you know what? That case was decided already. He's guilty. Yeah, but we don't know how much he's going to owe. Yeah, right. But right. it's just uh, the monetary amount that they're trying to figure right. out. Well, we are, All the judge already ordered. and showing and and. And, you know, him flitting around like he's Mr. Mr. Big yeah, well, I mean, uh, is all for show. The judge already ruled that all their LLCs need, need to be uh, dissolved. Dissolved, but the, right. But the appeals court put that on hold. Um, but I'm just waiting you know, for his, the LLC that owns this plane to be in dissolved. The last, <laughs> in the last few days, there's been, I wouldn't say a deluge, but there's been a steady stream of articles where legal experts – whoever they are, and I'll get to that in just a moment, who are questioning whether Engeron even has the authority to do anything that he's doing. Oh, and for yet, God, that's mm. for stupid. And yet, the legal experts and the people writing these articles, I wish they would divulge the fact, and I looked, I, I looked into it, and a lot of these articles are coming out of the Federalist Society and Heritage Foundation organs. Well, and now, you're surprised. Well, look, who's you know who they are. All these polls. Well, I'm showing, just saying. I wish you know. Yeah. In terms of uh, you know fair notice, it would be nice if they would divulge the fact that you know if they're uh, operatives, you know, political operatives, they should they they have an ethical journalistic ethical. Uh, uh, thing to tell us well, so it just kind of bugs me it just also all these polls coming out showing donald trump beating joe biden are being paid for yeah. by the trump campaign or a super PACs. exactly right? you know yeah. i mean of course who's paying for who's paying the bill what's this poll gonna be you know mm -hmm. but uh anyway but i just think he's gonna drop a hammer on him but like i said i want to see that llc that owns the plane dissolved so that he has yeah. to he has right. to fly coach to all his trials yeah <laughs> You know when he was out there saying that gas is like six, seven, eight bucks a gallon? He's, he's talking about jet fuel. Well, no, he's in his own yeah, world. That's exactly. the only gas he ever sees is jet fuel. He's in his own. Right, they have become so full of their own echo chamber mm -hmm. that they're in. This is the thing of them being in Earth too. 
You know, yeah. they're out there screaming about gas prices and they don't even know the gas is down to $2 and something a gallon because they right. don't have a car and they, they don't go and fill up the tank. Oh, they you don't, know? they're not out there. They don't buy groceries either. Right. Right. So, yeah. And I'm not kidding about Excuse this. They me. actually believe that Podesta and Hillary are advertising child trafficking, sex trafficking on Etsy. Yeah, well, oh, what is it? I kid you not. Oh That's the big God. one. It's Etsy and uh, one other. Pinterest. Not not Pinterest. There's another. Not not uh, not Craigslist, <laughs> but another one like oh, like Etsy. Right, right, stuff, right. So. right. Well, what what's her and, name? And Megan this is Kelly? like the big QAnon thing, and and uh, people who go to these rallies and hear Trump talk about uh, blood and soil uh, believe all this stuff. Well, I mean, this Megan it's Kelly went off, went off thinking she's gonna she's gonna ruin Taylor Swift by telling all her support all of her <laughs> listeners to not support Taylor. Swift. And I saw someone posted. So the three people, um, the three Swifties who watch Megan Kelly are in a quandary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. my oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Then, uh, bad. But then Ollie Velshi mm-hmm. was uh, talking with uh, David Ehrenberg. So about it hasn't ruled yet, and <laughs> yeah. so Jack Smith wants to speed this whole case along. Uh, the D.C. election interference case—that's the only case that I think is going to be heard before the election. And the U.S. Supreme Court just just now said that they will consider it. So uh, it's game on. Game on. And that's a good thing. That shows the Supreme Court takes this matter seriously and wants Trump's trial in D.C. to actually be heard before the election. Okay, so this is a this is a very big that I think we need to put the big breaking news banner is the Supreme Court will hear this. They are asking Donald Trump to respond, to file a written response. Um, they, they, they are going to consider this, but they're asking the respondent to uh, file a response to the petition before 4 p.m. on Wednesday, December the 20th. So one of the things we were discussing at the beginning of the show was whether this would happen, whether the Supreme Court would hear it, but more importantly, the timeline, right? The reason Jack Smith went to the Supreme Court is because he wants his trial to start um, in March, and Donald Trump would like this trial possibly to never happen. The danger was that the Supreme Court doesn't hear this. Right. Trump wants this trial to happen half past never. Yes. And and the issue is the the (laughs) appellate court they were sitting on the gag order. It took them weeks, and they're yeah, like, come yeah. on. And so Jack Smith saw the writing on the wall and said, hey, Supreme Court, you're going to get this case anyway, anyways. Yeah. Do it now. And the Supreme Court, just like they did in 1974, U.S. v. Nixon, yeah. decided to intervene. Okay, so the news here is not that a decision has been made. It's Correct. that the, the uh, Jack Smith's motion to consider whether or not Donald Trump enjoys immunity from certain prosecution by virtue of being president, uh, they are prepared to consider it, and they are asking Donald Trump for a response. Donald Trump's lawyers for a response by 4 p.m. ET on Wednesday, December the 20th. And so Jack Smith wants to speed this whole case. Sorry, my soundboard is still repeating itself. Weird, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, there's it. There it is. You know, so uh, they he's, he put you know put the balls to the walls, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe, I know you were you've been very concerned about this. What's your thoughts? <laughs> Um, I'm still concerned about it. You're still concerned about it? <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it is the only thing that can stop all the federal actions in its tracks. And state. And too. although and state. I don't believe the... I think it depends on this. Remember what I said, what I, I didn't say, all, all the experts, Andrew Weissman and et al., you know, said that... Um, it isn't so much that the anyone thinks the Supreme Court's going to buy into it. It's when are they going to rule? Right. That's right. Yeah. And that's what I'm keeping my eye on. Yes, they've here. They've 
uh, agreed to hear an expedited argument for hearing it. <laughs> They've agreed to hear or have a hearing on hearing it. But once they hear it, um, first they have to decide to hear it. Then once they hear it, will they give us a ruling immediately? Or will they do with other cases like they do with other cases, wait until the summer yeah, and release all their actions like in June? Well, it doesn't sound like they're going to do this. But, you know, who knows? We'll just have to wait and see. I, you know, you, you don't know. I, I know Alito and I know Thomas, no matter what comes up, yeah, it's, they're, they're just radicals. Mm -hmm. They are, they are yeah, for blowing it all up undoing anything that was done by the court in the past and that's their their stick yeah uh, and gorsuch and, leans that way too no also we'll, i you know nothing happens in a vacuum and you know I, I i could be treading very close to the conspiracy minded but uh we we already know from past uh, behaviors in cases like these or others not just like these but by this court that they always float their ideas out there in the ether before, you know, to soften us up or whatever. And last couple of days, I'm finding articles about uh, resurrecting Nixon, that he got a raw deal and they moved too fast and and they should have slowed down the uh, the decisions. And once again, Federalist <laughs> Society Heritage Foundation. There you have it, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I... I, I I think there's four votes. I think there has to be five votes leaning in the right direction because it took five votes to say we'd hear it. Mm -hmm. No, it took four. No, it takes four it to hear five. it. Five. Oh, I yeah. thought it took five. It somebody takes, said that it takes five to accept. Right. It took five. Four, uh, they said four uh, originally, but then uh, Andrew Weissman corrected that. Ah, okay. It's a five yeah. vote. It's a five vote. So five, they have five votes already that's saying, well, it's worth the hearing. Uh, I think they have four votes. Uh, I think Roberts and the three liberals on the, on the, on the, the court, I think, are going to vote no. You know. Mm -hmm. um, the question is, which of the Amy Comey Barrett co ghost, uh, uh, um, <clears throat> sorry, Amy Comey, Coney Barrett or, or, uh, or, or or Gorsuch, or or, mm -hmm. or Kavanaugh. Which which of those three would go with the liberals? Mm -hmm. Would go with Roberts, really? But if, I mean, if, I don't know if you saw. I don't have the clip, but um, Lawrence O'Donnell did a whole segment on that, where he read from one of Kavanaugh's um, oh, opinions yeah. opinions when he was on the U.S. Appeals Court, uh, where he claimed or you know clearly stated that the president is not above the law. And could be criminally prosecuted. So, well, I think it's an absurd yeah. it's an absurd concept, and yeah. I, I I don't see this. I don't see five justices giving Biden, who has thirteen more months in office, the uh, a blank check. Right. Exactly. To do whatever he wants. Right. Unless they know that Joe Biden would never do that. Mm. Well, you know, all I know is is that. They can't guarantee that they'll always be a Republican conservative in the executive right. branch. Right. 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 Okay. So mm -hmm. I mean, still vote. There are well, we still, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, things happen, and yes. 
you know, there's consequences that you never know. Look at the abortion thing. The dog that caught the car. Ha ha. Mm. Now what do you do? Also, also, as we become more and more convinced that Alito was the one that uh, leaked the Dobbs decision early to Mm -hmm. keep Roberts and others in line, Mm -hmm. I think that kind of steeled Roberts' uh, nerve and whatnot. So he might be able to rally enough support on these other cases so, also, there was some see. reporting in the New York Times that uh, even Amy Coney, Comey Barrett yeah. was changed her mind. Changed her mind and thought, yeah. this may not be the time to pull this. Let's right. put it at let's put it at fifteen weeks and leave it at that. But leave and it then legal. Alito and then Alito forced him into the decision by leaking the the exactly. the, yep. the, the decision. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yep. Well, well, I guess we're gonna have to wait and see. But uh, another thing that happened was how uh, Kevin McCarthy <laughs> went running back to California, and Liz Cheney said this. But first, I want to spend some time talking about Kevin McCarthy, and I want to play some oh. sound from an interview he did just this weekend. Can he count on your support? Yes. That's an endorsement. I will support the president. I will support President Trump. Would you be willing to serve in a Trump cabinet? In the right position, look, if, I, if I'm the best person for the job, yes. I mean, watching that, I was thinking, why? You're leaving Congress, so why? Yeah. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't explain it. it, it it's, it's pathetic. Um, there's a sort of an element of um, uh, it doesn't really matter what Donald Trump has done to the country, what Donald Trump has done to the Congress, what Donald Trump has done to Kevin McCarthy. To him. Right. Yeah. It's just kind of, you know, um, going back for more. And and I think it's I think it's sad, but I also think uh, history is going to show that that Kevin's unwillingness to do the right thing and, you know, sort of each time that decision came uh, did real damage. Brave Sir Robin running back to Bakersfield, California. Yay! Love it. I love it. Giddy up. Kevin McCarthy. What a jerk. Don't let the door he's hit you in the ass, ass on the way idiot. out. He's an idiot. Right? I said, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way Oob. out. Oob. <laughs> yes. But, uh, but uh, Joe, to set you up here for the clown car, Jake Tapper, was, Jake Tapper was cracking up reading the Trump filing. Let's here. move to the news today. A federal judge has just paused Donald Trump's uh, 2024 election interference case, which could lead his March 2024 trial to be delayed. Uh, earlier today, uh, Trump lawyers compared Special Counsel Jack Smith to the Grinch uh, for trying to uh, keep the trial on schedule. Here is what they wrote. This is an honest-to-God court filing. My hand to God. Quote, this proposed schedule would require attorneys and support staff to work round the clock through the holidays, inevitably disrupting family and travel plans. It is as if the special counsel growled with his Grinch fingers, nervously drumming, I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming, but how? So the lawyers of Whoville... Could have a bleak Christmas, as I guess is the argument. Um, what are the real world oh, and, uh, and uh, political consequences and legal consequences if the trial is delayed? And how likely do you think it is? It's, there is a real possibility the trial will be delayed. I think that the March 4th start date has seemed aspirational for some time. The question is, 
How long? Does it start, say, before the Republican nominating convention in mid-July? Does it start at some point later in the summer? Would the judge feel okay starting it in August? And I, there's so many variables built into this. It's very hard to say when this will begin. It is still seen as the likeliest trial to start before the election, if not the only one. But there's a, a lot of moving parts. Um, and obviously, you can't you can't keep these trials uh, tr you can't keep track of them without a program. Right. You need a program to keep track of them because there's so many. Right. But but yep. but yeah, Joe. Oh, I must keep must keep Trump's lawyers from having Christmas. <laughs> they, always, they always steal my stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so when are these well, lawyers going to learn? But let's let's go see what's happened down the garage. <laughs> Everyone in America liked democracy a lot, but the Trump, who lived in Mar-a-Lago, did not. The Trump hated democracy. Please don't ask the reason. We all know why. He really liked treason. It could be his head has a rat's nest on top. It could be his ass cheeks were starting to drop. But I think the most likely reason of all may have been that his penis was two sizes too small. <laughs> Whatever the reason, his ass or his dick, he stood there just hating this whole voting shtick. They will vote next November, it's practically here. Then he growled with his tiny Trump fingers nervously drumming, I must prevent the election from coming. Next November, he knew, all American souls would wake bright and early and go to the polls. They'd stand there for hours, and this made him nervous. They'll be voting for Biden and Kamala Harris. They'd vote and they'd vote and they'd vote, 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 vote. And the more Trump thought of this voting next fall, he thought, I must stop them from voting at all. All I need is some help. Then Trump looked around, and right there in Congress, helps what he found. He called up Mike Johnson, Taylor Bulbert, and Gates to get legislation passed in all of the states to stop people from voting, the young and the old, and put this whole election fiasco on hold. So they gerrymandered the states, those GOP maggots. They cut voting days and banned mail-in ballots. They cut voting hours and purged voting rolls. They stopped voting on campuses and souls to the polls. Now the Trump thought, when I win on day one, I'll get retribution and start having fun. I'll become a dictator. And the first thing I'll do is jail Joseph Biden and his son Hunter, too. Then I'll take away voting rights. And after that coup, I'll round up all immigrants and Democrats, too. I'll take away health care, food stamps, vaccines, and I'll ban all the media that treated me mean. I'll squash opposition and jail any rival. I'll shoot protesters on sight while I hold up a Bible. Convinced that he now was in total control, he stuffed a Big Mac into his pie hole. <laughs> he ate three burritos from Taco Bell and went back to his home in the 12th circle of hell. When election day comes, Trump evilly said, 
they'll wake up to find their democracy dead. No voting, no ballots, no choice or free speech. Just me, their worst nightmare. A blood-sucking leech. And they'll cry, and they'll cry so many tears. That's a noise, grinned the Trump, that I must simply hear. And he did hear a sound, but it was a celebration. It started out low, but became an ovation. Then the Trump realized it was all just a dream. He wondered what happened to his evil scheme. Democracy won, but how could this be? They voted for Biden and Harris, not me. Then the Trump realized he was sitting in jail. The trial was over. Jack Smith had prevailed. That's the end of the story. And the moral, you see, is you can't fuck around with democracy. Yeah! That's right. Yes! That was great, Joe. That's fine. Yes. And you forgot it. And, and, and then his lawyers grabbed it and they used it. Right. And then, uh, and then uh, he got on his uh, true social and whined about losing the election again. Right. <laughs> and screamed oh. into the echo chamber. So, yeah. yeah. You know, that court filing, though, is another example of their utter disrespect for our judicial norms and whatnot, mm-hmm. which is all part of the plan because when you're, you know, trying to convince people who know very little about their own government, right, mm-hmm. that uh, what they are doing is normal, and you know what is the judicial norm is abnormal. It's easy, but the courts are not without some power to rein this in, and I wish that they would. They need to start sanctioning these Trump lawyers for filing these. Disrespectful. <laughs> well, this is it. I mean, this is this is I, exactly what I was just going to say. I mean, you, Justice, you're spot on there. It's like, you know, in Trump's civil fraud trial, the, the, the judge fined the, the lawyers because they kept f- issuing filings full of stuff that he had already ruled on. Right. Like, like they're like they're in. You know, they're on Earth two, and everybody else is on Earth one. You know, it's like, and so he fined them, and like you're wasting the court's time. And, you know, and then I I just was listening to Sisters-in-Law podcast and they were talking about, you know, that Judge Chuckin had to say in one of the, you know, to one of Trump's lawyers, it's like they brought up, uh, you know, in a filing, the thing about these ghost buses on January oh, 6th. And she's like, right. she's like, this court is sticking to the facts. Thank you. You know, this court is not going to entertain your conspiracy theories. Right. You know, I mean, but here we go. And now they're like, oh, putting Dr. Seuss in their... F- <laughs> Filing. On the other hand, Ugh. I wish that they would have taken up the ghost bus uh, uh, line because the only buses that were sent there were by Charlie Kirk and uh, uh, Clarence Thomas's wife. Exactly. Uh huh. Well, you know, they're, they're, Charlie Kirk is too busy melting down on whatever Twitter he's on or whatever about Barbie. Uh, about Barbie and <laughs> oh and uh, and oh my God and and the dancers at the yes, at the yes. White House and the this and the that and yes. oh oh yes, clutch Charlie, pearls Charlie, Charlie. pearl clutching pearl clutching pearl clutching. Right. <laughs> yeah. But this is. I just want to say one more thing about Joe Biden's Christmas display. I think it's so beautiful. It's bringing back the the 
innocence of youth and yeah. and the wonder for, of the season. Mm. I just yeah. think it's so beautiful. And for these these Grinches, they're <laughs> talk about projection, right? <laughs> Trying to, to take away the the joy of of our children. It just it really it's, it's, it really bothers me. They don't give a shit about our children. Mm, yeah. No, they, they don't. don't. They care about themselves. Power. Power, power, power. Right. Yep. And the and did you see um and cruelty. Uh, Caitlin Collins had on Ron Ron Johnson. <laughs> right? And he was he was trying to gaslight yeah. the country. I love what she did. And she just wouldn't have it here. Before I let you go, Senator, I do want to ask about this. Obviously, it's your home state. Ten Republicans who signed paperwork falsely claiming that Trump won there in the 2020 election have now agreed to withdraw that paperwork, acknowledge that Joe Biden did win the election, and also agree to, to not serve as an elector in the 2024 election or in any election where Trump is on the ballot. But there is one person who still serves, Robert Spindell, in a state agency that is responsible for administering elections and certifying the results. Do you think that he should resign from that, given the role he played in the fake elector scheme? No, again, there was an active court case. There are all kinds of irregularities in Wisconsin in the 2020 election. In order to make sure that uh, the case just wasn't uh, determined to be moot, they had to have an alternate slate of electors, just like Democrats have done repeatedly. different states. There was nothing untoward about what they did. There was nothing illegal about what they did. They were just an alternate slate of electors. They were going to court. They had $2.4 million on the line in damages if they lost this case at trial. That's why they I know. They've been harassed. But to say, you're saying that they did nothing wrong? Democrats have used the civil courts to harass these poor individuals. It's unfortunate. It's a travesty. But that's what Democrats do. They they view politics as a blood sport. It was unfortunate. These folks did nothing different than what many Democrats have done in, in many states they throughout our did, history. They certainly did, Senator. I mean, there were multiple slates of fake, ele- fake electors, including in your home state. They're acknowledging that they were playing a role in trying to improperly overturn the election. That's what they said. The, they they got themselves agreement. out of a nuisance lawsuit. They, they agreed no. to get to settle a nuisance lawsuit that never should have been brought. So you no, think it's fine that someone... It's a travesty of justice. You think it's fine that someone who, who tried to overturn a legitimate election is still on a Democrat board electors have certifies. done that repeatedly. Democrats have done, Democrats have done the same thing. In, Republicans in Wisconsin, tried to been criminalize been fake slates of electors? No, it's, it's happened in different states. I, Which I, I ones? Which ones? I give you the exact states, but it's Damn. happened, it's oh, happened they repeatedly. Can't name anything. It has happened repeatedly. Just go check the books. Nope. What Which books? books? Which books? Oh, there have been multiple slates of electors by Democrat uh, electors in our history. Again, oh, I, you didn't. This wasn't what this interview is going to be about. I'll, I'll come and I'll provide you the information, but I'm okay, absolutely I look, yeah, to, I look forward to your I'll office later. sending that information. Yeah, they we'll all have to publish it, it if it's, right? if it's we'll accurate. Yeah, right? Liar. Liar. They're all saying, they're singing the same song with the same answer that they're right. going to bring it back later. Uh-huh. Right. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah, we'll 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 be we'll be we'll be we'll be Rip Van Winkle sitting here waiting for your office to get us the information <laughs> because it doesn't exist. <laughs> One thing I noticed in, in that clip is that Johnson is like growing a beard. Right? Yeah. And and you know it's very white and stuff, but he looked really familiar. And um I checked and he's like 
totally trying to look like Turgenev. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. goody. Russian literature, just so you know. Yeah, but I mean, like, why is he trying to look like Turgenev? But but you saw what he was trying to do there. Oh, well, they didn't do anything else that the Democrats didn't do. Right, you know, right. no no uh, proof whatsoever, but he's just gaslighting going, oh, well, yeah. uh, you know, this was just yep. a nuisance lawsuit and yeah, yeah, they didn't yeah. do anything different than any yeah. other. And there's mm-hmm. all these other states that's happened and all these other, when yeah, when he's just making on. this complete bullshit up, you know? Yep. Baloney. Oh. Yeah. Bullshit. Right, so. Yeah. So uh, and then uh, Mary Trump. You heard what uh, the president was saying last night at this fundraiser in California, seizing on what Donald Trump has been uh, talking about recently. And, and these I just wanted to get your reaction to what Trump was saying on Fox the other night, a dictator, but only on day one. What was your reaction when you heard that? Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be back. Um, yeah. We need to take Donald at his word uh, to a certain point. Uh, we can ignore the second half of that statement. Dictators, last I checked, don't stop being dictators. Um, and he right. has every intention of destroying American democracy. And it, we need to be clear why. Uh, it's entirely for his own benefit. Nothing about this is ideological. So in that yeah. context, it was a, it was really um, heartening to hear President Biden be so direct about what's facing this country. I agree that it is too early uh, to assume that people are paying attention and we don't want that argument to get normalized, which has been part of the problem the last seven years. Uh, Almost everything Donald does seems to be normalized, but we've seen what he's done in the past. And I think what he's starting to do now is push the envelope and get people familiar with the concept of his dictatorial tendencies so that they just write it off the way they've written off all of his other egregious anti-democratic behaviors. Yeah, I mean, that that uh, leads me to this question, Mary, and that is, I mean, do you think Trump would stop on day one? I mean, to say he would only be a dictator on the first day, I suppose if you're the dictator on the first day, you could say, well, tomorrow I'll be dictator too, because you're the dictator at that point. I mean, what do you think? Does he stop on day one? Every day from then on will be day one. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Uh, He has no intention of stopping. He knows why he needs to get back into the White House. Those reasons won't disappear on a day two or day 100. So we have to take this threat incredibly seriously. And part of that threat isn't just Donald's rhetoric. It's the reception that rhetoric receives. We heard the laughing and the cheering in that audience. We hear what his sycophants and enablers like Sean Hannity and like practically every single elected member uh, in Congress who is a Republican is willing to put up with, is willing to allow, and is willing to support. Yep. Amen. Amen. I mean, this is it. This is it. I mean, they're still trying to to normalize what happened on January 6th. Right. You know, I mean, that's what Ron Johnson was trying to do. They're still trying to normalize that they tried to overthrow Overthrow. the United States government and the free and fair election of Joe Biden. Thank you. And and they're just trying to normalize it. Yep. Like it's just like any other kind of thing that happens in Congress. Yeah, right. You know, it's just. And then when when they voted like, you know. To uh, to open this impeachment inquiry on on Joe Biden, I was just like, seriously, really, okay, you know, for what? 
Yeah. And then they go running no home, Watch running home sun. for Christmas. You know, I mean, with no evidence whatsoever. But Eric Swalwell calls it here. Gentleman from California is recognized for one minute. This impeachment is a continuation of the insurrection that came here on January 6th. Mm -hmm. They have never, this gang has never accepted Joe Biden as the president. And the architect of the idea that you could overturn the election is the current Speaker of the House. And then Donald Trump sent that violent mob here. Mm -hmm. It didn't work. And so now we're here where they're going to try and use this house to overturn the election through this inquiry. The problem is they have zero evidence. Mm -hmm. The only crime is that Joe Biden blew out Donald Trump in the 2020 election. That's right. And that's a problem because this place is the largest law firm in D.C. with these lawyers working on behalf of just one client, Donald Trump, at the expense of everything else that matters. But I want to give James Comer some credit because after 50,000 pages of depositions and secret hearings and closed hearings, I think if we give him enough time, he's going to prove that Hunter Biden is Joe Biden's son. And I yield back. Oh, oh boom. Wow. Oh, wow. That's it. I love it. That's yeah. right. Big. He. This is the house is the biggest law firm with one client, Donald Trump. Yep. 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 Because that's what this was about. The whole reason they voted two hundred twenty-one, you know, to two fourteen or whatever it was, or two thirteen, to you know, open this inquiry is because Donald Trump told him to. Yeah. And of and 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 whenever they're asked about evidence, all they do is him and Han, and oh well, this is just opening the inquiry. We're just looking into it. But what There's what evidence do you to. have? Nothing. Nothing. Right. You know. A whole bunch go. of nothing. I'm wasting our taxpayer money. Right. That's and right. time. Not legislating either. Yeah. And God bless Hunter Biden. Good morning. I know. I'm here today to answer at a public hearing any legitimate questions Chairman Comer and the House Oversight Committee may have for me. I'm here today to make sure that the House Committee's illegitimate investigations of my family do not proceed on distortions manipulated evidence and lies nope but that's what's gonna happen yep yeah that's exactly what's gonna happen after the first of the year yep. and this is why they want to put him in a closed deposition so they can leak out and, and say yep. things were said yeah, that so they said. can spin it however yep. they choose to mm -hmm. yep. yes exactly i call it the the bill bar they're gonna bill bar it oh Come it'll out. be worse than that Oh, and, and uh, yes. by the way, did you see that the uh, CEO of Panera Bread was complaining that people are just not willing enough to put in the effort to make corporate to make profits for corporations anymore? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, you know, just, just, God, get my I mean, what is wrong so with this country? Baby violence. Yeah, and then uh, yes. so the Morning Joe crew had a little bit to say about that. I, I've got to say, Willie, it's, uh, it's amazing that he said that, stock market crash, all-time record high yesterday. Donald Trump, at the same time Donald Trump is saying Joe Biden has gotten us into a depression. The numbers are really strong across most of the sectors. You've got actually economists who had been predicting a recession saying that's not going to happen. We're going to have this smooth landing. And that, that we're going to also most likely have three interest rate cuts next year. This reminds me a lot of 
1983, Ronald Reagan uh, strapped with a very bad economy in 1983. His approval rating got as low as 35 percent. He averaged 41 percent uh, approval ratings on Gallup throughout 1983. That's about where Joe Biden is right now. You have, again, you have this economy zooming up and it's going to follow. Voters are going to, again, start feeling this more and telling pollsters this more. But I, I got one thing that bothers me, Willie. Just one thing. What's that? You and I both know I can't use the word that I want to use. It begins <laughs> with a D. With a D, um, huh? I'll just say fellas. They're fellas driving around in convertible Porsches. Okay. You know, but you, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And they're driving around their convertible Porsches. Oh. They're go they're pulling into their country clubs. Mm -hmm. They're getting out. They're having their caddies run up and get their bags. They're going out. They're going to the clubhouses, like with their with their. I don't know how much Rolex watches cost. Let's say thirty thousand dollar Rolex watches that they first bought. They can't get through their conversations at like the grill, men's grill, because they keep looking. I'm serious. If their stock, mm -hmm. their stock counters to see how much money they'll go. I made sixteen thousand dollars just in the time I sat down here. And then they'll go out and for 18 holes, they'll bitch about how Joe Biden is a socialist who's ruining the economy. Right. It happens nonstop. These D, these What's D, the it's, a D, French, D? it's a French word, isn't D. it? Yeah, It's a French word. Uh, I think it ends with an E. But they, they drive around their Maseratis <laughs> and their Porsches and their convertible Mercedes. They talk about how horrible the economy is. They made millions and millions on Joe Biden's economy, some billions and billions, and they attack him as a socialist. It's just pure garbage. Exactly, right? <laughs> What's that word? What's that word he's looking for? You are a douchebag. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, God, that cracked me up. <laughs> yeah, I remember working for Fridays, and I, you know, the first thing that was in our minds was how much corporate profit we could make for the company. Oh, right, exactly. Right. right. Jesus, what That's your idiot. Right. That's no, I'm just saying that, you know, that's why it's nicer when you have CEOs or leaders of company who have actually, like, worked in the business that they're the leader of. Because the first thing that you learn is that you have to convince each and every single one of those stores that they're doing it all for them for themselves right you know give them a sense of of place and and aspiration you don't go in there and say oh, oh we're just gonna you know rip you blind because we're the big corporation they're, well, they're, you can't keep standards up that way and what the analysts are saying is the reason that the prices are still high even though the inflation is dropping is because of the price gouging at these companies are making yeah. record profits yeah yeah it's, Price gouging is like heroin. Mm. Once you start it, you don't want to stop. Right. right. Exactly. When does the yeah, price, I mean, other it. than fuel, when does the price go down on stuff? Right. right. Well, eggs went down. Yes. Turkeys are cheap. <laughs> because, yeah. first of all, the reason they went down is is that part of the reason they went up is because of that avian flu. Yes. Mm. Right. That actually had an impact on production. Yes. And that's when the egg producers decided when they saw that they were starting to produce some more, they were going to gouge, and then they got caught. Right. Yeah. So then that went down. Yeah. 
And I would suggest that maybe we need a robust regulatory uh, structure in which to keep the scoff laws from ripping us blind. Thank you. Right. Well, and uh, and then uh, this, this one cracked me up, too, because um, ABC's The View, Anna Navarro, uh, had a little call out here. It's just they're playing politics. And it feels like to me two things can be true at once. I personally think Hunter Biden should have complied with the congressional subpoena. I also think Jim Jordan, Scott Perry, Mo Brooks, Kevin can McCarthy. Can you say that one more time? <laughs> yeah. I also think... Think Jim Jordan, uh-huh. Scott Perry, yes. Mo Brooks, and others who were subpoenaed in the January 6th yeah. investigation should have complied with congressional subpoenas. Right? They created yes. this precedent that allows them to blow it off. Additionally, well, I don't. Well, he didn't blow it off. Yeah. He, he says he wants to do it in public because he's, he's concerned. Here. But yeah. their, their response to that, because I reached out to the mm-hmm. oversight committee, is essentially mm-hmm. that they first always start with a the deposition. They would mm-hmm. have minority staff there, meaning the Democrats, and then they could go to an open hearing. But all that aside, mm-hmm. Hunter Biden, yes, I think he's engaged in corruption. I do think that the charges against him by the Department of Justice are very serious. I have not seen one shred of evidence that right? is tied to Joe Biden. Yeah, that's, that's what it comes good. down to, to me. And by the way, someone who's no, no Joe Biden fan, uh, Steve Ducey on Fox mm-hmm. News has been hammering James Comer. Yeah. Give me one thing, one piece of evidence. Otherwise, it's a waste of taxpayer dollars. You know, Joe yeah. Biden's crime is being Hunter Biden's father and I mean, being Hunter Biden's yeah. very loving father, yeah. very good father, yeah. very supportive father. Look, did Hunter Biden influence pedal on his last name? Yes, he did. So did half of Washington. People right? sitting at this table did it. Did, Joe, uh, did Hunter Biden... <laughs> Did Hunter Biden Wait, cheat like, on his taxes? Yes, he did. Who so have actually, who at this table peddled on their lap? I did. I'm not talking about currently. Oh. 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 We just wanted to clear our names. Okay. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, do I have a claim to fame that I'm okay. not using? Sorry, continue, can I, Anna. Can yeah. I go back to my point, please? Yes, now that, yes. Now that, you guys now that we've cleared on? it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it took We're a while. today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Did he use his last name to make money? To mo- did he monetize on Joe Biden's last name? Yes, he did. That's yeah. not a crime. Did Hunter Biden cheat on his taxes? Yes, he did. So he has admitted it. He paid it back. He paid, him back. He paid it back with $600,000 penalty. 15% of Americans cheat on their taxes. Say so that five, again. 15.5% of Americans suppo- cheat on their taxes. And you know how many get prosecuted? Less than one. Talk about about the one who used to run the country, (laughs) who cheated on his tax, who didn't pay his taxes. And I absolutely agree. There you go. So, uh, do you know who she was referring to (laughs) on this panel? Yeah. Um, Megan McCain. My dad. My dad. Because Megan McCain. Megan was there. Megan McCain was on social media complaining about how Joe Biden profited off of using his father's last name. (laughs) Oh, poor Megan. Oh, poor Megan. She's so deprived. She wants to sue Anna Navarro now, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She said, oh, I'm going to be talking to my lawyers. Oh. Her father would kick her in the ass. Right. (laughs) Well. Of course, I'd lo- I'd love to see that court case where Anna Navarro's lawyers bring out all the times that M- Megan McCain said, "My dad, John McCain." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. My dad. My dad. My dad. My dad. My dad. I oh. don't know. I, oh, but, but who hasn't respected their the, the accomplishments of their parents and grandparents and kind of rode on that a little bit. I mean, yeah. that, that's the American well, way. That's, that was what Anna Navarro was saying. That's what Anna Navarro was saying. I mean, yeah, we're all yeah. repo babies when you think about it. You know, I wouldn't think about trying to get a job at my dad's uh, university because of his name, but 
or by the fact that I'm a direct descendant of Israel Putnam who said, don't shoot until you see the whites of their eyes. But right. <laughs> I'm going to mention it to people. Right. Come on, it's fun. Yes. <sighs> well, you know, Donald Trump must be uh, must be hurting for cash with his new his new latest uh, grift of the uh, NFT trading cards. Oh, and if you oh, buy all 47, geez. he'll send you a clipping from his suit that he was a he was arraigned in. <laughs> His mugshot. Yeah, that that's gonna cost a mail. You know what's kind of creepy about that? I I don't know if we're gonna go into that directly, but in the Catholic religion, that's a kind of a long time held belief about uh, you know the cloth. Well, the shroud of Turin would be the most obvious, but but the clothing of the saints. It's an honor. It's an honor of the saints, and so he's kind of doing. I guess he's Ooh. got some Opus Dei uh, uh, advisors. <laughs> maybe, guess. huh? Maybe. He can. He can. Well, he must be, the people because this pay is that kind of money. They can. I'm just stick saying it on that the this, wall and bow. this kind of resonates in uh, the Catholic parts of the Latin community, and like I said, nothing is done in a vacuum. Well, and I, I mean, but they they said that his fundraising for his legal defense was like like down a. F- down to like what I think he raised like one point six million dollars. Yeah, and he spent it all on a bash at Mar-a-Lago. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yep. not for his part. legal defense. That's what it said in his filings that uh you know the one point six for the legal defense fund got spent for a bash at uh, Mar-a-Lago or whatever. So that's right. So, so how does he get away with that? So well one of the jokes I heard this week, I think it might have been one of the late nights, said so the good thing is, is that that suit he was uh, he was uh, his, from his mug shop was an extra 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 large, so lots of fabric to, to sell. Off a camel, maybe. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, Representative Moskowitz was who was my social media friend this week again uh, was on uh, with the Midas Touch folks. Talk so, about silly season, but this is. This is some next level stuff. You, you and I both went to George Washington. We're familiar with Capitol Hill, but this is some next level weird stuff. You've got Donald Trump. If you buy, Congressman, 47 Trump NFTs, he At cuts off a little piece. piece of his suit and he will sell you the piece of his suit with a commemorative card. And he made a video about that Donald Trump did that he's selling this to the people like this. Like, could you imagine for a second if you or President Biden or anybody, this is just embarrassing stuff, huh? <laughs> oh, listen, I expect him to start selling uh, Ivana Trump's tombstone. You'll be able to write, you know, a little signature <laughs> oh, on her geez, tombstone yeah, for $10,000. You too could have out. something on Ivana Trump's tombstone at my golf course. My beautiful golf course buried her on hole seven. She looks great. Uh, this is this is literally what we're going to get ourselves back into if we elect him again. Okay. It, it is it is just it, 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 it's unexplainable uh, how, how, how people it, 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 people are just drawn to this guy. I mean, he's he's a televangelist president. Right. I mean, he he's a he's the he's the best QVC blender salesman we've ever had. Okay. And, you know, look, would you like the lapel? We'll cut off the lapel part of the suit. Two grand. And you can have the lapel part. And someone right now is going, honey, get the Apple Pay. I'm going to get the lapel. The same person (laughs) complaining about the economy is saying, hey, it's a tough economy. However, I'm going to spend the $2,000 to buy the lapel. Uh, no, actually, it's. I think it's like four thousand. Is in a in the toilet. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like four thousand seven hundred sixteen dollars to buy all forty-seven cards at ninety-nine dollars a piece. So. Oh 
my yeah, and God. Aren't they, they're still virtual, too, aren't they? Uh, I, I Probably. <laughs> they were yep. virtual last year. They never... Well, it's an NFT. It's nothing. Yeah, it's not like a baseball card. You don't get anything, right? No. Jesus. The the extra extra large depends that he wore that day (laughs) are going to go really for a lot on. Gross. Yuck. Yeah, and then Friday, Friday, this story broke. New exclusive CNN reporting about highly classified intelligence that went missing at the end of the Trump administration. The intelligence was related to Russian election interference in the United States. It was so secret, it was kept inside a safe within another safe at CIA headquarters. But in the final weeks of the Trump administration, a copy of that intelligence was put inside a binder brought to the White House as part of an effort to declassify documents related to the FBI's Russia probe. And from there, the trail goes cold. Our Katie Bolillis helped report out all of this, and she joins us this morning. Why is this significant to the American people? So this this binder that was brought to the White House contained raw intelligence that the U.S. and its NATO allies collected on Russia's efforts to meddle in the 2016 election, including sources and methods, which were some of the most sensitive information in the intelligence world. So what we're talking about here is the underlying intelligence that formed the basis of the U.S. government's assessment that Russian President Vladimir Putin sought to help Trump win the 2016 election. And the disappearance of this binder was so alarming to intelligence officials that, according to our sources. They briefed Senate Intelligence Committee leadership about the situation last year. Now, we're told by one U.S. official familiar with the matter that this was not among the classified items that were found in last year's search of Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort, and it wasn't why the FBI searched Trump's residence. But what is true is that more than two years after it went missing, this intelligence still does not appear to have been found. I am so fascinated by this story and also how the intelligence ended up at the White House. Yeah, so so Trump had spent years trying to declassify material that he said would prove his claims that the Russia investigation was a hoax. And this intelligence was part of a massive collection of documents that he ordered brought to the White House. And there was this sort of frantic scramble in the final days of the administration to redact the documents so that they could be declassified and released publicly. On his last full day as president, Trump did issue a declassification order for these materials, but they didn't get released before he left office. And there's actually a Trump ally who has filed suit over this, hoping to force the federal government's hand. And we, in in reporting this story, uh, CNN spoke to more than a dozen sources, my colleagues and I, who, who all of whom described sort of how this intelligence was brought to the White House in the final weeks of Trump's presidency and then went missing. Any clues about what happened to it? <laughs> yeah, we we don't know exactly what happened to the binder that, that went missing. There is one theory that has emerged from testimony from Cassidy Hutchinson, the former top aide to former chief of staff Mark Meadows. She told the January 6th committee that she was, quote, almost positive it went home with Mr. Meadows. She said <laughs> that the binder had been kept in a safe in Meadows's office when it wasn't being worked on. Hutchinson also wrote about this classified intelligence in her new book. She claimed that on January 19th, the final night of the Trump presidency, that she saw Meadows leave the White House with an unredacted binder, quote, tucked under his arm. Now, Mark Meadows' attorney strongly denies this, and he said in a statement to us, quote, Mr. Meadows was keenly aware of and adhered to requirements for the proper handling of classified material 
any such material that he handled or was in his possession has been treated accordingly, and any suggestion that he is responsible for any missing binder or other classified information is flat wrong. We also reached out to officials with the CIA, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, and the Justice Department, all of whom declined to comment. The Trump campaign also didn't respond to our request to comments for the binder, which all of which to say is that the mystery of this missing binder remains just that, a mystery. All of which is to say you're going to keep digging. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Right. So when I heard this story, I was like... How in the hell did this happen three years ago? And all of a sudden, oh, we're finding God. out about it? Number one, no, we, should, got, we shouldn't be finding out about it. I think it was reported on at the time. It's crazy. I mean, what? But there, it, it, it was reported on the time, but uh, there was so much. I mean, how he had so much uh, that he had purloined to begin with. It just kind of, I guess, got lost in the mix. But, uh, but... The digitized records still exist. It's it's not as if, you know, our intelligence services have lost this, but a 10-inch binder with names of actual undercover agents like in Russia. I wonder if those were the ones that uh, suddenly came up dead. Yeah, we had a spike of uh, uh, assets getting killed all around the world. And but also even more insidious is what if Trump needed these binders to give to the actual FSB so that they could redact and alter and then get this work back into the Library of Congress? Huh. Hmm. No, I mean, this is all this is all the kind of active measures that they did in the Cold War. <coughs> and He's not th- that smart. <laughs> I know he's not. That's why he's got people like Ron Johnson, who sits in uh, in, in Moscow on the 4th of July, July, right next yeah. to Vlad. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. So the whole GOP has been complicit in this, and they know it. And so does Jack Smith. Yeah, well, I mean. So in this situation, you know, they talk about, you know, you start with the foot soldiers and work your way up. He's laying off on all the all of these other insurgents who to have been elected to office yeah. because they're next. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it rolls that, down. That's going to be interesting because once they get him, Donnie, and he goes after all of those other guys. Notice how they're really big on trying to get rid of geolocation uh, as used oh. in a court of law and all that now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, because it's not only seeing the. Thousand, the tens of thousands of people moving, you know, like uh, at his uh, direction, you know, on this geolocation map where you can see all the little dots. But who he was talking to, like Perry, mm-hmm. like yep. Meadows, yep. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and exactly where they were. Clark. Maybe, maybe even Biggs. Yep. You know, the yeah. proud boy himself. Well, I still think that also – the reason that that uh, folder went missing is because it had the evidence of the pee tape. <laughs> oh God! The pee pee tape. Oh. Well, I was going to say, you know, he's really more of a urinary executive. <laughs> than, uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, he's a UTI, all right. Yeah, he's a big UTI. Yeah, well, we'll close out this week with uh, 
Joy Reid uh, had uh, Shea Moss and Ruby Freeman's uh, lawyer, uh, Von DeBose on. Let me just put the, the award that they got uh, on just a scale for, for our audience to understand. Um, the Ruby Freeman defamation case, uh, $16,171,000 for Ruby Freeman, $16,998,000 for Shea Moss for defamation, another $20 million to Ruby Freeman for emotional distress, another $20 million for Shea Moss on emotional distress, $75 million for both on punitive damages. So that's the $148.169 million. <clears throat> My question is, how are you going to collect? At this moment, Rudy Giuliani owes $500,000 in unpaid taxes. The IRS has a lien on his Palm Beach property. He's selling his Upper East Side apartment. It's on the books. For, it's, on the, it's, it's on the market for $6 million, but it hasn't been sold yet. And his consulting firm defaulted on a debt for a phone bill. How are you going to collect? <laughs> sure. Uh, we've already put the pieces in motion for that. Uh, we are intending to collect every nickel of it. Good. We'll see how much we ultimately find and how much we ultimately recover. But we are putting the pieces in place right now. If you remember one thing I say today. Oh, I'm sorry. Some sound no. played. Go on. Keep going. <clears throat> yes, we are putting those pieces in play right now. We were putting them in play prior to the verdict, so we intend to pursue this verdict. Can, just to, to, for, to uh, sort of make our, help our audience understand how this works, can these ladies put a lien on his properties? Would his tax returns be taken? Like, pragmatically, how could you make him pay? Every enforcement measure at our fingertips will be, will be put in play, uh, quite simply. And so we'll look at liens, we'll look at garnishments, we'll look at levies, we'll look at everything. We'll look at everything, absolutely. Yes, well, hopefully Boom they'll... Boom uh... shakalaka, boom shakalaka, boom shakalaka, and boom boom shakalaka goes right there. I'll be surprised if they see much of that money. Because <laughs> he On the other hand, it. you know, there's the Panama and the Pandora Papers that uh, divulged... A lot of offshore accounts and banks, and I think that if they were smart, they'd start pouring over that, and if they can't mm. find actual accounts, start getting bank records from these scofflaw banks and offshore accounts. Yeah. You, you know he's been stashing money Oh, offshore. you know. You know. Sure. You know it. Yes. Th this whole thing that he's broke. Uh-huh. Why did – if he was broke, how did he get a private jet down to, down to Georgia? See – yeah, yeah exactly. right. To turn yeah. himself in, right? Yeah. And then, and then had a chauffeur take him to the bail bondsman. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Right. Okay. And I gotta but say that that uh, New York penthouse that he has that's worth more than one point six mil. Give me a yeah, break. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, she said it was on the market for six million. So. Oh, okay. So, I guess I heard it wrong. Six well, mil. It, that, six that's mil. a little more like but, it, but, Even that's. Like, but that might be high well, because it hasn't sold. It, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> think of all the stink you got to clean out of it. Imagine you the know? smell of that place. Ooh, oh, oh. seriously. Right? And, and I got to tell you, you got to offer credits for that kind of stuff. And it just, oh, you know. Well, you know, uh, when I think when, when Rudy heard that verdict. Had a little ah. gas, a little gas, uh, intestinal, intestinal <laughs> distress. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> Imagine uh. the smell of Donnie's soup pieces. Oh, no. Ew. Ew. Oh, no, oh. Pants? oh, yuck! 
Oh gosh. Disgusting. <laughs> Get Maybe, the poop uh, out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> our bag out. Yeah, really. <laughs> yes. Well, I guess we could say that Ru- Ruby and uh, Shamos uh, hung his belt balls in the Christmas tree. Hang your balls on the Christmas tree. Make it look so bright. Hang your balls on the Christmas tree. Oh, happy Christmas night. There you go, right? Ah. Right. Yay. Oh, yes. You know, maybe, maybe uh, since the Dominion suit was, you know, turned out the way it did, maybe uh, Shay and Ruby might need to go after some of the people that perpetuated a lie and continue to do so. They yes. might. I think she is. Well, she said they that are. is. Where she come? said he's not the it only comes. one, and but that fights. That's for what she day. said. But I'm just like, there's a lot of people on the list, and yeah. she's and and they both are checking it twice. Oh, Good. Yeah. Yes. Get them naughty boys and girls. Yeah, that's right. And so, with that, Justice, tell people where they can check you out. You can find me on social media at Justice Putnam. Find me on Netroots Radio five mornings a week for West Coast Cookbook and Speakeasy. And also I'm the poetry editor for Black Coast over on Daily Coast, though we are are on hiatus until the uh, first of the year. So check us out. Thank you, Justice. And Kathy? Oh, you can check me out on Facebook. Let's remember to never forget. And I'm on all, a spoutable and, and threads and all the rest of them. Mm. And even t- the whatever was Twitter, <laughs> you know, not that I say anything. I Get off there. there and, Get yeah, off there, I Kathy. know. I just, I just read the <laughs> bullshit and <laughs> shake my head. All right. Thank you, Kathy and Frenzy. Um, I'm on social media occasionally, you know, the usual spots. I also am still... Hanging on and hanging in on the old Twitter. I refuse to call it whatever they call it. <laughs> it's only be Twitter to me. And I know Kathy and Justice are still there. Yeah. I'm going to stay until I get flung off. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Or until it goes back. I've been tempted to. I haven't pulled a Joe yet, but I've been calling yeah. uh, Ellen to his face. Mama's boy, Ellen. Yeah, go, uh, there you go, go. Justice. Justice goes. Yeah, soon we'll see Justice, maybe. anyway thanks for having me it it was so much fun and i want to wish everybody out there happy holidays merry christmas and happy new year and happy kwanzaa or happy whatever you'll whatever you celebrate have a good time be safe out there because um COVID ain't gone. No, it ain't. <laughs> no, ditto. Ditto. I agree. And all the other diseases, flu, RSV, and whatever. Yeah, a lot of people. I've been seeing a lot. Wear a mask. Be careful. I've been yeah. seeing a lot of people posting on posting that they're sick. So, yes. So, yes. Be careful out there. Yeah, guys, all these people gals. getting sick. Yeah. I just, I have my, my usual hacky hacky from a little bit of asthma. Hmm. Oh, but, what better way to. What better excuse to keep away from your uh, exactly. family? <laughs> there you yeah, go. Well, right. there you exactly. Go. Right. Oh, Son and Joe. Joe, where can people check you out? <laughs> you could check me out on the Ark. The Ark that's sailing down the highway, huh? Sharky's yeah. Ark. Going down 95. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can check me on Facebook and uh, Mastodon and you can check me out on WordPress, jsantorsa.wordpress.com. And uh, that's it. 
All and right. I'll be here in Scranton. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Yeah. Yes. To all. Happy Holidays. And to all a good night. That's right. <laughs> and uh, next weekend is Christmas. Next Sunday is Christmas Eve. So we'll be taking off next Sunday. But we'll be back for New Year's. So with that, happy holidays, everybody. Uh, Tim Cornwall, you can follow me on uh, all the social medias except for the yeah. X or whatever, whatever it is. The shitter. Shitter. And uh, oh, I should, I forgot to say, Justice, we're on Netroots Radio. On Mondays at 6.30 a.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Eastern. And on uh, Radio for Humans, Mondays and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern. And Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern in primetime. And I wish everyone a happy holidays this year. We're going to close out with our good buddy Lauren's song of the week. He's just Ken Paxton. (laughs) (laughs) So with that, Lauren, take it away. And happy holidays, everybody. We'll see you at the new year. Doesn't seem to matter what we do. They're all determined to take away a woman's rights. Uh, I, I'm still reeling from the court charade, handing Roe v. Wade. Now that gross Texas AG weighs in like he's an MD, but he's just Ken, one of those sexist jerky men thinks it's his destiny to run a woman's life and ignore biology. He's just Ken, treats women like a breeding hen. What will it take for him to see he's not in charge of bodily autonomy? Everyone knows that he's a crook such a vile one makes it a crime for refugees simply seeking asylum for trying to run women's lives we revile him when he's no doctor that's why he's our enemy Every woman's enemy. He's just Ken, pulling this crap time and again, thinking his destiny is putting women's lives under his authority. That schmuck Ken needs shaming by this comedian for making Texas be a healthcare jail like Handmaid's Tale in reality. He's just can't think he's a king and he sucks at governing. So can't